Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession, with your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madel Mazella and Caitlin Rabai. Today we're talking about compare and despair. Okay. I love this topic. This is a hard one. This is really hard for a lot of teachers. This is. This is. But I feel like we all compare ourselves, whether we want to or not. I feel like it's just such a human nature to compare yourself. Especially like with social media stuff. I know there was a whole thing a couple months ago where people were talking about like decorating your classroom versus not decorating your classroom. And people in the comments were going nuts about whether you should decorate or not decorate your classroom. And I was like, people have really strong opinions and like take it personally when like other people don't do the same thing they do in their classroom and I was like that's so interesting to see I know because it's so interesting for me because I think it just reveals our fears yeah right So if you're very aware of, like, if you're doing that healing work that we always talk about, when you catch yourself comparing, you could see where you have insecurities, which is not a deadly sin. I think it's just a condition of being a human being. So comparing ourselves could give us a lot of information about ourselves and we could really grow. That's how I'm looking at it lately. Yeah. Our friend was recommending a book called How to Keep House While Drowning. And then I was trying to apply it to like how to be a teacher while drowning. Like when you're dealing with mental health difficulties or like there's hard stuff going on in your life, how to kind of keep it together. And one of the big things that they were talking about is that having something a certain way, like having your classroom decorated or teaching a certain way is not like a value thing. There's not like a good or bad to it. It's not saying that like you're a good person if you do this or you're a bad person if you don't do this. And I think that was why there was so much like vitriol in that comment section was because people were equating like having your classroom decorated with like means you're a good teacher or not having your classroom decorated, people are saying that means you're a bad teacher. And then people are taking it even farther and being like, if you spend too much time decorating your classroom, then you're not going to be focused on the kids learning whatever. And then that makes you a bad teacher. And I was like, whoa, like none of this is a real thing. Which is so interesting because anytime we assign a judgment on how someone else does their thing, whether it is decorating their classroom or the way they dress to go to work or the teaching styles. I mean, there are many comparisons that teachers can make. It's all the thought that you apply to whatever it is you're comparing yourself to. But anytime we either pass judgment or make ourselves feel miserable because we don't think that we're doing it right, that could give us a window to explore where that thought is coming from. What's the underlying belief that we have? Because it will oftentimes be, oh, we're not doing enough or we're not good enough. So many things that we could think, oh, I'm not measuring up. But it also depends on who you're comparing to. Because comparing yourself could actually be, according to psychology today, could be beneficial, right? If you compare yourself to someone who's maybe doing more, it could also be a source of motivation. So it just depends, right? Because if you're looking at it as I'm not good enough because look look at all the things that person is doing and all the things that I'm not doing, then of course you're using it to your detriment. But if you see it as something that you could be aspiring to do, something that motivates you or inspires you, 
It could be something extremely beneficial, right? Because you could be improving your craft even. Yeah, I think when you talk about that, that makes me think of our like our tiny baby angel teacher that we all love that like I think we all compare ourselves to her, but like in a positive way, like we all want to be like kind like her and like calm and all of those things. But it's not like I think when comparison turns into like jealousy and things like that or insecurity, that can be like a really detrimental thing or if you're using it to judge yourself. But when we're just like, oh my gosh, she's so kind all the time. Like, how can I be more like that? Like, I think that can actually help to improve people's self-perception if they have kind of a person that they admire that they're looking at versus a person that they're jealous that they're looking at. I feel like as teachers, we're so, our personality is very much wrapped around being a teacher. And it's hard to then not assign your worth to your performance at work, Mm -hmm. right? When you are so intertwined with your career. But that's why it's so important to have a separation. We're teachers, but we're also other things outside of being a teacher. If you know that you do your best, you don't have to compare to what anybody else is doing. Because something that I, I think we all know for sure, but it's, it's worth reminding ourselves, whoever we're comparing ourselves to is going through something. So maybe that person is comparing herself or himself to someone else that she or he perceives is doing more. And that person is not happy with their performance. You know, it's just so much better when we just know that we like what we do. We like how we do it. There's always room for improvement, but it's a dead end. Comparing yourself is a dead end. It leads nowhere good. I think one of the things that they suggest too is like comparing yourself to like an earlier version of yourself. If you're looking for signs of improvement, comparing yourself to yourself a year ago or comparing yourself to yourself when you first started teaching and seeing what kind of improvements you've made over time. And you can really appreciate like the growth in yourself over your career. Because I know that like myself as like a baby teacher was really something. Just notice all of those things and like how you've changed and grown over time and being kind of grateful for the growth that you've had versus being like, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. That drive to constantly do more is a huge push towards burnout and not being able to function anymore. And that's not the direction that we want to go. And we have to make sure we take care of ourselves. Yeah. And also the other route is as detrimental as comparing yourself upwards. Also comparing yourself to somebody who's doing less so that you feel better. That's not good either. Something that can be really helpful, I think, when we're comparing ourselves is to kind of like anchor ourselves in our values and who we are. So if we're going through life, like picking a different person to like compare ourselves to all of the time, then we're going to be constantly making changes. Oh, I have to do this, like this person or this, like this person. But when you have a really solid sense of who you are and even like identifying like what your top three values are, if the things are that are like your top priorities in life, when you go back and look at those and then like... Like you look at the person that you're comparing yourself to, you can see if that like aligns with your values and your priorities or not. And it can kind of like deaden the comparison or like the usefulness of the comparison if you really have a good idea of who you are and what you want in life. Yeah. And the more you do it, the better you get at it right? And as always, we're not saying that we never do it, right? We all compare ourselves. I feel like it's just the nature of being a human being. But I think the more 
aware that you you are as a person, you can catch yourself and just do a quick self-reflection. Oh, I noticed that I'm comparing myself or that was comparison. Observe the thought, observe the situation without judging yourself and say, what am I feeling right now? Even the recognition of that comparison could give you pause. And as soon as you're aware of it, you are ahead of the game because now you're in control. You're not letting comparison just take over and you go down the rabbit hole of, I'm not doing enough, this person is better. But if instead you recognize it, now you're onto it, right? So now you're, you could go back to what you were saying. Okay, and maybe you will remember your values. Okay, so actually I'm doing quite enough. I'm doing quite a lot, actually. And maybe you could remind yourself of all the things that you're doing. It's a great little exercise that you could do in like five seconds. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard to like as a neurodivergent person, I see things that other people are doing. And like I was talking to my husband, I'm like, I want to do everything. Like I want to do everything in the world. Like I want to be a mailman and I want to be like a house organizer and I want to do like And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't you just want to like go take classes and like learn how to do like all these things? Like, I want to be like a professional pastry chef and also like learn how to do hair. And and he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I have to bring myself like back to who I am at like my core and be like, does that actually like make sense for what you're doing? And at times, like I go off on those things because I'm interested in them. But I start to put demands on myself, like, can I be 20 different things? Or do I need to go back to like my value system and find out like what's important to me and what I want to make a priority because everything in the world can't be a priority. It makes me think about social media a lot because everyone on social media, they're posting videos of something that they do. And it's almost like the ideal scenario, right? I'm talking about like, there's this woman on TikTok, Nikki's side of clean talk is called, and she cleans her house. And she has like a lot of makeup and the way she cleans her vanity and, and the kitchen and all the little gadgets that she has and little and big gadgets, you know? And so it makes you think like sometimes when I watch it, I'm like, oh, maybe I need it. I need that scrub. I need the automatic spinning scrub (laughs) because maybe that will save my back when I'm cleaning my bathroom. (laughs) She's making so much money off that. She's making bank. Uh, And then we think like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should clean like that. Maybe I need that product. Such a beautiful marketing strategy. When when a regular person, right, is doing all these things, it makes you question like, oh, should I do it? Should I not be doing the same thing? But it again, like going, having your values, first of all, if you don't have your values, like explicitly written somewhere, we suggest you writing them, writing them down. I have mine. I could see mine. They're on my bulletin board. And if you don't remind yourself often of your values, it's very easy to go with the current, right? So, and and adapt every trend. And by adapting every trend, like you could go bankrupt because (laughs) all the things that these people are doing, it requires a lot of money because we're not, right? We're we're humans. We will want to follow some trends, but it leads to a lot of mystery, in my opinion. 
you see like the the influencer like I follow a lot of travel influencers and they're like flying in private jets and I'm like I should probably fly in a private jet like I feel like that's the thing I need to do and then I'm like who do you think you are right now and I love that they found out that like a lot of the influencers were like renting a set that looks like a private jet just to take pictures for an hour and I'm like oh that makes so much more sense I'm like how do people have money to do all of these things it's such a far sometimes yeah and that like that doesn't in any way align with my values like flying in a private jet is not something that I'm like that's not on my like list of things that are important to me so it's so funny that you can be like I feel like at least I can be so easily like pulled into some of those things because I'm like oh that looks so cool oh that looks so fancy whatever and I'm like I don't even like fancy things they make me uncomfortable like when people are paying too much attention to me like Nate and I stayed at a like a fancy hotel when we were on our vacation and we kept going in the back door of the thing with our key card because we didn't want to talk to all of the people at the front who were like waiting to welcome you to the hotel so we were like sneaking in the back door of our hotel because it was too fancy and then I'm like yeah I want to fly in a private jet I'm like who are you talking to right now (laughs) it's so funny so funny because all we're doing is comparing but it's almost like it's an effective marketing strategy right Mm -hmm. you have to have it or you're not in you're not in with the times yeah so comparing yourself to somebody who's doing less is not you're not better off like we said before because if that's what's making you feel good there's information there to glean something off of right why does that make you feel good why yeah. can just do you doing your thing why can that make you feel good and be happy with with that um, yeah I feel like I already barely have time for like self-reflection. So if I bring myself back and focus on that, like I need to focus on like how I'm doing within myself, what I'm working on versus like looking outward for either validation or judgment or any of those things. Like the work that I can do on myself could take the rest of my life. So (laughs) I don't necessarily need more outside sources to tell me what I need to be working on. For sure. For sure. The interesting thing is that sometimes you, compare yourself and then you have people also comparing themselves to you and you don't you might you might be a source of inspiration for other people you just might not know it or recognize it or want to admit it but we all have something that we could that others can use we come from light is my belief so we all have our own thing And we all have something that somebody else could learn from or something that could be inspiring for someone else. Well, we hope that you found some golden nuggets from today's conversation. And as always, if you would like to take this work further, you could contact Caitlin or myself, and we could always help you gain some perspective with whatever issue you bring up. And we hope you have enjoyed. See you next time. See ya. Adios. That's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please reach out to us. Links to our websites, freebies, and social media accounts are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.